The agriculture sector is responsible for about 25% of global warming, according to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So rearing livestock for meat is a significant problem. When ruminant animals such as cows and sheep digest food, they burp large amounts of methane, a greenhouse gas that causes climate change. And growing the crops they are fed adds even more greenhouse gases to the atmosphere. It is now possible to cultivate edible meat in a lab rather than rearing livestock. And because of this, the new technique is often promoted as more environmentally friendly than having herds of cattle. But a new study from the University of Oxford has looked closely at the data and the situation is not as simple as first thought. Jack Tavernus spoke to John Lynch, who co-authored the study about the impact of meat's potentially promising alternative. I'm sure listeners will have heard a lot about various kind of plant-based alternatives becoming increasingly popular over the last few years. But um, recently, there's also a lot of interest in cultured or lab-grown or clean meat. So it has various different names, but this is basically the idea that you can culture animal cells to end up with meat, not from an animal. Clean meat has all these positive associations with being food safe and environmentally friendly. You're bypassing a lot of the animal's own kind of natural biological processes. So you um, have a more efficient conversion and also you'd eliminate the byproducts from the animals such as uh, methane. Well, it sounds like a bit of a perfect solution then. It sort of solves the issue with the methane. Why are we not doing this more? The problem is it's still in the fairly early stages. So there are a lot of unknowns around what real life cultured meat production would look like. In eliminating some of those animals' biological processes, some studies have suggested it might be quite an energy-intensive process in, say, maintaining the cell culture conditions that would allow those cells to uh, divide. If it's an energy-intensive process, most of the energy generation at the moment is coming from burning fossil fuels, so this would entail carbon dioxide emissions. In your study, then, what have you found, like, Is this cultured meat much better than agricultural livestock? So in our study, we looked at a whole range of hypothesized cultured meat emissions footprints. And some of the most energy efficient ones, carbon dioxide emissions, are so low that that they really would be better for the climate than cattle. But some of the other studies have indicated they they might demand quite a lot of energy. I suppose um, we're just urging a bit of caution because we we just can't say at the moment because all of the footprints we looked at They're all proposed studies, but um, we don't have the data yet on the the real-life production systems. And even though the carbon footprint comparisons might look fairly similar to cattle, because of the way you're trading essentially methane from the cattle for fossil fuel carbon dioxide, might not actually be so good for the climate in the long run. Yeah, How did you know which was going to be better for the environment or not looking at methane and CO2? Normally, these comparisons would be done using carbon dioxide equivalents. So you'd take your methane emission and then describe that as if it was a certain amount of carbon dioxide. But we took it a step further. So we modelled the emissions of individual gases within a climate model to see how they would independently be influencing the temperature. So the, the problem here is that even though per kilogram emitted, methane has a much stronger warming effect than carbon dioxide, it breaks down within a few decades. A a large amount of the CO2 we emit today will persist in the atmosphere for millennia unless we actively store it. 
because it does have this extremely long lifespan compared to methane, you, you really have to consider them quite separately to, to get a feel for what the actual temperature impacts from the two gases will be. So when you're looking at the impact of sustained emissions or the long-term impacts on the climate, the current way of doing carbon dioxide equivalents won't be able to tell you the full picture. Is this the definitive work on this now? Or is there more to come that you're going to be looking at? It's, it's definitely not the definitive answer at the moment because we'll have to wait and see when we get more detail out on what real-life cultured meat production looks like. We'll then see where the real emissions fit among this scale of proposed ones that we looked at. So it'll be really important to revisit these issues when we have the, the actual production data. It might not even be too long until we do start to get the, um, the picture of what real production systems look like. That was John Lynch discussing his paper published in Frontiers in Sustainable Food Systems.